Good morning and welcome to episode 89 of Martin Uncut. Today it's May the 10th, 2021. Today's episode is Keyboard Shortcuts. Wow, summer has really come to south of Sweden. Today it's going to be 21 degrees Celsius and that is quite a lot for being the beginning of May. I was dropping the car at uh, service this morning and walked the last piece to my office, my studio... And it was really warm, so it's going to be a fantastic day today. Too bad that I have to stay indoors and work. But I have uh, quite a few windows here, and that gives me a nice view outside. So I'm happy anyway. During the weekend, uh, we had a lot of rain, but it was quite relaxing. I read a lot lot in uh, my book, uh, How to Read a Book. I will talk more about that in a bit. Um, Maybe not this week, but probably next week. I also worked a lot with editing podcasts, and I also started to try to learn work work a man. So what is then Workman? Workman is the keyboard layout that I talked about last week. And essentially, a normal keyboard has what's called a QWERTY keyboard, because that's, if you look up in the left-hand corners, that's how the keys are laid out. And there's a long history about that, and you can go back to episode 85, May 4th, keyboard layouts, if you want to know more about keyboard layouts. And recently, I've started to get a little bit of interest in Workman. And Workman is a specific keyboard layout, and it's actually a variant of another keyboard layout called Colmac. And Colmac, it's based on QWERTY, but then they moved 17 keys so that you would have a a lot uh, less movement of your fingers when you're writing, so you get a more ergonomic uh, writing experience. But Workman is then a, a variation of Colmac, so they have moved a few more keys. So there is 21 keys moved, and it, uh, among other keys, it actually impacts the normal uh, speed keys like copy and paste. So that is the drawback of Workman, but I think I will learn that anywhere. anyway. <clears throat> Before I started this experiment, I did some tests, and when I'm writing on my normal mechanical keyboard, I have around 70 words per minute when I try to write off a text that I have on the screen. If I'm writing from my head or from my memory, I'm going to write a lot faster than 70 words per minute. I installed the key map onto um, my Mac yesterday and started to learn Workman, and in the beginning, I wrote around six, seven, eight word per minute, something like that. And after some training, I got it up to 10. Keep in mind that I only now know the position of 10 keys. So there is a lot more learning here to do. And I wrote write really, really slow. And the interesting thing here is that it's super frustra- frustrating to try to write and you can't find the letters on the keyboard and it, it's just super frustrating but when i started to do i found a online page where you can actually do some some typing training there is tons of these out there but i found one that had uh, training for workman and in the beginning it was really weird but after a while you started to get into where the keys were and you kind of started to sometimes it was lo- loosening up so you could actually start to write a few words on 
the the new layout without getting a, a character wrong and that felt really nice how the keys are laid out so i think that it's going to be a lot of pain and misery in the beginning but when i've really gotten this new layout to work i think it's going to be quite smooth and my plan here is to train around 10 20 minutes every day on workman and uh, I will not be. I cannot use Workman as it is right now in my day-to-day work. I am just too slow. But maybe in a week or two, I can start using Workman a little bit uh, during work hours as well. But ten twenty minutes a day for a month or so. Since we are talking about keyboards, um, one thing that I did during the weekend or just before the weekend was that I was working a lot with editing podcasts. And I was doing this in uh, Adobe Audition. And if you know, uh, listen back to uh, to some episodes here way back, uh, I've talked about uh, Hindenburg, for example, and I, that I really liked to edit in Hindenburg because it was really good to that. But I now actually found some keyboard and uh, keyboard shortcuts and things that you can do with Audition, but it's just hidden. I don't know why they hide stuff like that deep down into the software but you can actually get some quite nifty or nice editing tools so you can actually let's say that you have a multi-track podcast you have a multiple people on various channels and you want to remove a section of audio from all the channels that you can actually do that very easily with um, uh, with audition as well um, and i now have a speed key for it so i can easily just delete from one track and don't pull the timeline together and I have another one for actually de- de- deleting all tracks and pulling the timeline together and that has actually sped up my just that little thing sped up my workflow so much and that is just a reminder to myself that it's really important to learn and work with the spe- with the shortcuts in the tools that you're working with a lot so that that can make your your day really easy and that led me to think about another application, an application that I have used for a long time. It's called Keyboard Maestro, and it's a small application that you run on your machine. And it has a few features that it's really strong on. One is that you can create your own keyboard, global keyboard shortcuts. Um, so it can do things for you. And it can also create what should we call it, text snippets. So essentially when you write a text, and maybe you have a long template that you want to get into your, your, uh, your tool, you can write a few characters and Keyboard Maestro will notice that and it will then paste in your template there. I use that a lot when I'm doing repetitive, repetitive work uh, to not have to write the same text over and over and over again. You can also do different type of macros with Keyboard Maestro. This is a feature I haven't used that much, but you can record things, how you do things, and it will uh, replicate that. So if you have been working with uh, Notepad++, that's a Windows application. And one thing that is really, really strong with Notepad++ is the macros. So if you have, let's say, thousand lines of something and you need to edit these lines in the same way, you can start a recording and record when you edit the first line and then you can execute that on the rest of the lines. And you can do the same things with Keyboard Maestro, and that is super powerful. 
But the thing that I've used the most with Keyboard Maestro is actually that you have multiple clipboards. And that is, or a clipboard history, actually. So it, let's say that you have a web page and there is three things that you need to fill out in a form on this web page. It could be a, a name, maybe a company number, and something else that you don't remember. And you have this, uh, this data in a different place. Uh, let's say a note in Obsidian. Then you can go into Obsidian and you can copy these three things. You can first you mark the company name, you copy that, and then you go to the to the organization number, you copy that, and the third thing, and you copy that. And now you will have three entries in your uh, clipboard history. So when you go back to the website and the form, you can just go to uh, to the form fields and choose which entry from the clipboard that you want to paste into these fields. That is super, super powerful. And alongside with this, you can also um, modify the content on the clipboard. So for example, you can make it uppercase or lowercase, or you can do a camel case and and all these different things uh, on the things on your clipboard. So Keyboard Maestro, it's, it's not a free application. I think it's like maybe $50 or something. I just, I don't remember, but it, it's a, it, it costs a little bit, but it has these things that is really powerful. And I'm probably not using it uh, all the way out that I could do. So I should probably learn more about how to do or how to use it because it is a really powerful thing. And it helps you to do things without moving your hands away from the keyboard. And that is something that is super important or super powerful if you want to have a fluent workflow or a quick workflow. Finally, I wanted to just mention, since we are talking about keyboard and keyboard layouts and shortcuts, and that is the Stream Deck. I got my Stream Deck maybe two months ago, and but mainly to actually be able to control a stream while um, switching um, scenes and do things like that on the scene, uh, oh, sorry, on the OBS when I was streaming. And that is more or less where it's actually ended the use of my Stream Deck. I have actually added some keys into here so I can do some shortcuts for a Visual Studio Code, for example, when I do programming. And also to actually control Spotify to um, pause, go back, forward, raise and lower the volume, these kind of things. But I rarely use it. So I, I would not say that it's a well-used application for that point of view. But every time I'm streaming, it's up powerful powerful thing uh, it's um i would say buy a camera and a good microphone uh, you don't but don't invest too much money before you buy a stream deck if you have a stream because it's gonna help you run your stream so much better than if you don't have one this was all i had for today i want to wish you a good day and i hope that you also get a little bit of summer feeling during today if you like today's episode, let me go. No, go into martinhagen.se, and that is Hagen with two A's, and you will find my contact details there. And until tomorrow, have a great day. Ciao, ciao. Martin Uncut, your daily technology dose.